Bonjourno, mi amigos. It's me. We're back. Okay, but seriously, I'm grumpy. This is my third time recording this because the cat keeps attacking me while I try. So now everything's getting left in. First and foremost, are you following us on Instagram at part-time otaku podcast? Because the Q&A is back. The segment that is sweeping the nation returns every Monday. You best be following us to take part. Um, we cover a great many things in today's episode of the podcast, number 61 of the post-show. Um, among them, Licorice Recoil, episode 10, because as I mentioned, we are an anime podcast. But then, for like a good half hour, we talk about fantasy-related things. House of Dragon, episode 3, Rings of Power, and it's double premiere, episodes 1 and 2. And then back into anime, I give my review of Mob, of Mob Psycho, Season 2, the definitive review, only a couple years late. Grant talks about Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. And then we have an action-packed news feed talking about House of Dragon-related things, Aquaman 2-related things, all of the things. I review Fooly Cooly slash FLCL and The Girl from the Other Side. And we end on the Q&A, the thing that is sweeping the nation. I mentioned that. Have I also mentioned that you should follow us on Instagram at parttimeotaku? podcast. If not, go do that and then enjoy. There, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing there, Governor? Oh, pretty good. And yourself? Oh, pretty good then, Brava. Brava. <laughs> Did you know you can Google the word Brava, B-R-U-V-V-E-R, and it's a word. Okay. Like it's a word, and it just said a per- it, the definition is a person's brother. <laughs> like, and it's in the Oxford Dictionary. Like I don't know, late nineteenth century, representing a colloquial pronunciation of brother. Proper English. And here's the weird thing, is if you look at use over time, it's like it peaks in like the 1910s, and then again in like 2019, (laughs) like like it like came back. Um, Life is a circle. Thank you for coming to the podcast. That it is. (laughs) That's our insight for today. How's your week going? It's pretty good. Lots of, it's weird, like we didn't watch too much this week, you know, there was... <clears throat> more of a heavy news week than actual news stuff but there's some yeah. big boys that were on this week obviously which we're going to get to there but dude it was uh it was a very uh very fantasy focused week man i watched so much shit for whatever mm. reason like i don't know why i think it was like i had a busy weekend and then it was just the bonus of having monday off and i was I like yeah. and uh you know, I was like, I wouldn't say I was a huge couch potato, but the amount of time I spent actually watching television was remarkable. I, the power uh, of a long weekend is truly mysterious. Yeah, and man. Magnificent. <laughs> I, I got, I went through some things and I'm excited to talk to you about them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should start up top with yeah. anime. Mm-hmm. We will get to, we know everyone's here for Hot D, that's House of Dragons and The Rings of Power. And of course, we will talk about both of those. But we got to start off with some anime. Just a quick hitter little taste um what are you saying where are you going i was just gonna say like uh licorice coil dave i think i think we're getting 12 episodes 
Yeah, I mean, we have to be. There's no way that I think, was the finale. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I watched the episode. <clears throat> I was actually only able to watch it until today. And um, I was like, oh, should I just message Dave? I'm like, this is like clearly, like you and I have been hitting Han for like weeks now. I'm like, where's this going? You know, like they've definitely, um, they've definitely been, like the main plot has been like out ahead the whole time. Like, you know, the conspiracy stuff and all that. But it's just yeah. the, the how long in the tooth all of this was going to be was kind of still still somehow mysterious. Yep. And this episode completely like, you know, answered that. So, but uh, great episode. I, I really dug the episode. I'm seeing some people are kind of like goofing on it a little bit. Yeah, it's like... seeing some weird hot takes. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Okay, so like real quick, it's Licorice Recoil episode 10. We mentioned that, right? But... So I'm largely on the same page as you. I'm digging it. I enjoyed this episode. I'm excited for the conflict to come. I will agree with you that like it does feel a bit drip fed because like and I love kind of making little as pretentious as this sounds like little case studies on these things like how how could they have done this better because I don't think anything is like straight up bad here. Mm. But I do think it was probably a mistake and a missed opportunity like the show decided to tell the audience who the conflict would be between like Mm -hmm. very early like what in episode two three we knew that like that mr yoshi guy had some ties and that shit was eventually gonna blow up and like we just continued to learn a little bit more about you know the allen institute and chisato's like origin and Majima's origin, for that matter. Like, all of that was really good. I just wish they didn't show us, like, up front that there was a conspiracy. Like, I kind of would have preferred to have Chisato's point of view for our, mm. the whole the whole show. You know what I mean? Because we've, we've been watching from, like, from a, like, a bird's eye view. And, like, we knew too much too early, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, do, it does make sense. But I think where... Not that I disagree, but I think the problem... I think the right thing for them to do, like in retrospect, the right thing, like what they did was the right thing to do because, you know, we get some reveals in this episode, you know, um, Mika, you know, he gives like the full reveal to Jusato. And I think just solely based on her personality, you know, you had said last week or the week before, you know, like she literally is like a ray of sunshine, you know, Mm. and, you know, he gets, you know, he gives her this reveal about, you know, that he was more cognizant to like what was going on and she was using her and then he grew to care for her more kind of thing. And she's still, like, unfazed. So I think if we had gone, like, the typical, you know, she discovers a conspiracy along with us route, I don't think it would have landed as well based on her personality and how she kind of views the world. Good point. Because she's not betrayed. So, like, if if it was, like, something where she genuinely would have felt betrayed, then, yeah, if it it got in the reverse order, I think, you know, it it would have kind of traditionally would have worked better. But I think with the type of character she is... it kind of makes sense. Like maybe I'm just trying to, you know, fill in a hole. You know, that doesn't. No, I'm fine with that. But, but um, no, it's weird because like the thing that I don't understand is like a couple outlets, you know, online, which I, I don't need to name them there. But like you know, the typical fodder, you know, gaming sites, Infowars. And, and new site, <laughs> info wars, yeah, they're all behind this. It's like all of a sudden people are now. I'm like, yeah, this is like pretty like low brow, like socio political thriller, and it's like, okay, Jeez. come on, it's ease like, up, everybody. It's like. A little like a you know cute girls doing cute thing you know John Wick anime like let's ease yeah. up on the like <laughs> but, but like yeah I don't it's um I will say I thought it was interesting that this like you know the whole thing with Yoshi this episode is he's kind of just like a number in the whole like I thought he was the Allen Institute and I don't think he Same. is 
like by the end of this, you're like, oh, you were just you're you're just another grunt. Like you're like a field yeah. agent or whatever you want to call it. So it's so that was interesting. It kind of I like that it adds hierarchy and layers. Right? He's not yeah. the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's and a it, guy. And also with that kind of realization, whether other people realized it before or not, for me personally, I think this tees up a second season of you know the next Allen Institute. Like there's going to be, and next thing too, they kind of turned like Majiba into an antihero, like right at the end. Like he's clearly yeah. the big bad here. Um, I think if there's going to be a twist, it's going to be that he's like a good, not a good guy. But you know what I mean. But he like he flat out said he's like, when I'm done with DA, I'm coming after Allen. You know, so it's like yeah. they kind of teed up. You know, some, uh, you know, spoilers. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that because I know Sam's watching Full Metal. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's just I could see him being like an antihero, like working from the shadows, or like with sure. Chisano or Chisato or something like that. But so they definitely kind of made some moves in this episode. And what an ending, though. Like, that was a pretty dark ending. What was the, the ending show. again? Well, just the reveal that, like, all, like, they kind of said, like, oh, like, what's he going to do? He doesn't have an army. What's he going to do with a thousand guns? Oh, and yeah. that he was placing them all over the city and he's trying to cause, you know, like, ha- like you know, cause a panic with panic guns man. readily available, create <laughs> panic. Guy yeah. F- finds one under his bench and he's, you know, kind of, he's always oh, just a toy and the cop ends up shooting him. And it was just like, oh, holy shit, like, we're really, we're really going for this too. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for what the next two episodes <laughs> and like the ending too. It just, it kind of seemed like a generic action movie of like, you know, Chisato was like, I'm coming in, you know, like I'm, <laughs> <laughs> reinforcements are on their way. You know, it's like, wh- what is it? What's the mission? You know, it almost felt like mission impossible for a second. Like the musical cue change. And it was hard not to have a smile. Of like, this is like all those movies she has <laughs> stacked in her living room. That's a hundred. That's so true. <laughs> you know, that's a really good pick. Like, yeah, it was, it was fun. Not an accident. Yeah. It really feels like, it really feels like shit's finally kicking off. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, it's just weird um when there are hot takes like that that you the one like you mentioned earlier like and i mentioned like sounding pretentious earlier about being like oh you know you can use these as like a case study for like what could be done better or like how would a different mm-hmm. storyteller do it and i think that's all like well and good but like there's definitely it's it's definitely like you need to know the show you're watching yes you know what i mean like we admittedly didn't really have like a fantastic time when we covered my hero academia season five week to week because we were coming off of attack on titan season four part one or two maybe and like those were 22 minute episodes that like kind of required a 40 my a 45 minute deep dive and analysis um and the same couldn't be said for my hero you know what i mean and it's like i'm coming off of uh neon genesis and it's like imagine if i was looking at licorice recoil through that lens yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like yeah. the, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. You know what I mean. It's just like it's kind of different strokes. There's a specific reason why they've told us. They've decided to tell the story in this way. This might and this might sound pretentious too, but I, I kind of find this the show is kind of working class. It's very blue collar for. No, it's, know, it's, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, like it, it is hitting these themes of you know you know, sociopolitical, you know, you know, themes and like, but you know, it has all this other stuff, you know, it has the slice of life, you know, it's, it's kind of doing it all like just, you know, craftsman wise, like it's really good. And it looks fucking awesome. Like I can't, every time we watch the episode, you know, we watch the OP and then, you know, the OPs in most shows are always like a little more stylized and, you know, they really, they push the envelope a lot of the time. And then it transitions from the OP into the show. You're like, it looks just as good. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's silly, you know. Like there, there's so much so much work goes into the show, and I'm I'm actually going to be bummed when it's over because I've really been enjoying this. 
Now, same here. It's uh, it's really great that it kind of came out at the tail end of Spy Family. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, it has like a similar kind of vibe and aesthetic, but also not. It's also just like really one of those shows neither of us would have watched, or I, I would not have watched. And I'm really happy for the recommendation because it, mm-hmm. uh, it has really stood up. Yeah. Well, it's it's why you know I won't hesitate to like just you know do a grab bag of shows at the beginning of every season and you know. Again, this would have completely flew. Probably not because there's a lot of talk about online and all that. Like it's yeah. at the top of all the you know the popularity lists each week there. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it came out of nowhere, and I'm uh, glad it's here. <laughs> all right, homie. You want to get into fantasy mode? Oh yeah. I'm throwing on my cloak <laughs> for these. <laughs> Let's set a timer. Let's see where the, these conversations. Okay. The fantasy conversation. We're like 11 minutes in, so right. we need to we need to pace ourselves. We have so much stuff to cover today. I know. So, you know, we're going to talk about House of uh, Dragon and Ring of Power, like, back to back. Um, and Because I think, like, there's probably comparisons we want to make and stuff like that between the two. And, like, that's kind of unavoidable because so much of the public discourse right now is about the fact that they're airing at the same time. So you can... Mm-hmm. It's inevitable that they will be sure. compared. Um, okay, so let's start with House of Dragon Episode 3. What would you think of that? It was... Pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, I got my wish. They went outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a little trip in the woods. Best no. uh, episode so far? Um, I'm just seeing, I'm seeing that a lot in the, like, the quickie reviewed, like, sphere. I would say they're all on par with one another. I still think the pilot was pretty strong. I think the first episode would be my favorite so far. Mm. Um, by no means is this a bad episode, but it, <clears throat> it more feels... Tr- um, more plot movement. Is that fair? I mean, they More have a time skip. Okay, so that's what I was just—I was going to get to—is I think the jump from episode one to two, the six months, was very digestible. The handholding of like going over the time frame that has passed from two to three was a little clumsy. I found it seemed like very bright, like it almost seemed like out of character. Like, oh yes, three years ago, like just like the way the character was kind of referenced time, kind of anime is like. It's like kind of clumsy exactly. sometimes. Yeah. Anime is like you, we like we really need to spell this out for the audience. And so those moments I found like stuck out like a bright sore thumb, and then you know like but then instantaneously it's kind of back you know in into the thick of it. And it's like oh okay yeah no, obviously so like they had to do it I get it but it it kind of there was a couple times and it wasn't just like the beginning of the episode like they must have hit like three or four different marks in like the first thirty minutes. Um, you know, of like you know, time and distance and all that. It was just, it, I found it to be a little strange, but no, very, very good episode. Um, your boy Viserys just like crushed it. This yeah, he's so like, good. Holy cow. Like, I know it's like weird to say, I think we don't really care about this kind of thing, but this dude's for sure getting an Emmy nom for, for this performance. Yeah, it's the guy incredible. that plays King Viserys is fantastic. I actually asked Sam while we were watching it last night, I was like, um, you think he makes it out of season one, like alive? Does he get mm. Ned's? I, you know, um, for the audience, like Grant and I haven't read, you know, the source material, so we don't really know how this goes. I, I told Grant I got spoiled on something potentially major, potentially minor. It didn't happen this episode, but I'll let you know when it happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know, you know, about Viserys. Like clearly, you know, if you look at the episode, and it is like, it's very much a Game of Thrones show, right? Yes. Like. I'm really enjoying being back in this like politicking mode, mm. talking about, you know, marriages and leveraging the advantages of all this. Like, I, I don't know. It's fun. Right. Um, but I was like, man, like, does this guy have what it takes to stick around? And it, it looks tough. 
they're really they're really setting to the they're really setting the tone that there's going to be a gun for the throne whether it's the second he passes mm-hmm. or if it's going to be the inciting incident is going to be him being killed or his death you know like the moments before his death that our people are kind of gunning for him so it's definitely i think it's going to be one of the two i think that's just the nature of game of thrones and the type of storytelling but it's it's kind of hard to say but will I, it happen this season i don't i i can honestly see him coming back because for, I think I had heard a quote, and and I don't know if this is true. Maybe I misunderstood the quote, but the this first season's only going to cover the first twelve chapters, right? Okay. So like you know, a character with this type of performance so far, I think it would be kind of you, you never know. Like in the first twelve chapters of like, you could totally say that about Ned Stark too, right? He was the main character. <clears throat> That's true. That's he true. had the most screen time of any character in season one, and he was on all the posters. Mm-hmm. That's why That's it was so good when they decapitated him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, but the thing is, too, like, they're kind of going for a triple bill on this one. Like, it's definitely the Matt Smith, Patty Constantine, and then I'm not sure who who they're marketing more, the younger... Uh, Ray, uh, Renera. Renera, or the older one. Yeah. I see all the promotional of... you know, Maybe it's because we're seeing the young one now for, like... Maybe they'll shift now. gears. Yeah. But I think it's at the halfway point they're doing that, so I don't know if this is eight or ten episodes. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I, I was going to ask you, like... You know, one show that um, had one of its many issues was time management was The Witcher season one. Mm. Um, and you could tell like like that they don't want to fall for a couple of those traps. It's also like it's really hard to compare those two shows at all. But um, I'm really curious to see how they continue to handle the time kit time skip stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that. It's like freeing up a lot of movement. I will say that because it's like. It was peaceful for two years. Let's move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have heard that there is going to come a point where it's just going to stick. Um, like, right now we're seeing a lot of jumping, but there is going to come a point where it kind of stays at that time frame, and then the rest of the season will finish out. Like right. Within. So, you know, I think we're going to be jumping around. I would imagine till the major time jump of, like, once we get these older characters, I think maybe that's when it might be a little more still. Yeah. And And kind of, like, you know week to week less than you know year to year kind of thing yeah but uh i'm enjoying it like do you, like you like the episode as well you think it's your favorite of the three um i don't know yeah like it, it probably i thought the pilot was also really good kind of agreeing with you a little bit there but like no i like this because yeah i think i would say this edges out the pilot a bit for me because it's like okay it's a show now pieces are moving mm. um i know mostly everybody's name you know it's like yeah. The stage has been set really well, and now it's just about, like, political intrigue and drama and violence and, like... Great action. And, yeah, like, paying attention to how are they doing on the action scenes, how is the set... You know, like, it's all just... You're in... Um, you're you're back in the world. Can we talk about one of the best decisions they've made? And we probably said this an episode or two ago, but how... How much of a what, what do you call it hat trick how a slam dunk is it that they kept the same theme song yeah it's chills every time we were like all right this is what we're it's like it you transports know, you you're like we're all consciously sitting down to watch the show but yeah. like until you hear that theme you're just like oh it's on you know like i'm in like i'm yeah. you know, locked you know it's 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 fun it's very uh ceremonial i find this yeah. time around you yeah know, like it was week to week before you know but now it's just like 
you get that extra level of like the show is fucking back you know it's good. let's it's go like, you know it's not like it was at the end there and everyone was kind of iffy like this feels like season you know th- maybe not season three it very much it feels like season one of game of thrones no it does and man another thing i have to say is like you know there's all these you know video essays and all these takedowns of game of thrones like after five like season six and seven and stuff and you know we've like made our my view on that is clear is like i did i do think it like lowered a peg but like it probably didn't deserve all the hate that it got but the ending was not super satisfying to me of game of thrones but one of many people's main complaints was uh the dialogue of all things got really bad mm. um there, there's just this big drop off and the dialogue in this is so good um like there are a couple quotes that I remember being like, oh, I should write that down, but when you get up, <laughs> he, when he's all like drunk, like looking into the bonfire outside, mm. and uh, the his wife there is Alicia. Oh, fuck the names are so yeah, hard to say. I know all the and his the high Alicia daughter Alicia yeah. is Alicia. Yeah, yeah. the hands she, daughter, the hands daughter, and she comes his in wife. And she's she's trying to like console and whatever kind of comfort him, and he's just like going on like a fucking monologue. It's like, oh my god, this dude is just like chewing up this. Yeah. Like it's so good, and then also too like Lionel, you know, Lionel Strong comes up and he's just he has like a micro meltdown in his chair. Oh, it's so so it's, good. He says something like, "What good is the power of dragons next to the power of prophecy?" Unreal and one. he's like hammered saying that. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, how did yeah. you just make dragons feel small in your, like, drunken stupor? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, really good execution. I also thought, not that, like, I mean, they, yeah, HBO probably is listening to this for notes. Um, I, I also thought that Matt Smith's character look a lo- looked a little bit better. Um, I think, yeah. like, I don't know if it's just, like, because he, he's in, like, battle-worn armor now, but he likes a little bit less, he looks a little bit less like a Ken doll. Sure. Um, just look at the hair and all that. Um, probably have to reduce so much to keep him mobile yeah yeah but uh, and just like him like running that's the thing too everyone's bitching about like him dodging all the arrows like he's in like a foggy canyon you know like down by the water like you know people are probably hundreds of meters away like, they also did on. that with john snow right like, oh i know yeah yeah it's, uh, but great great showdown i'm a little bummed we didn't see like you know we saw crab feeder like sawed in half you know coming out it was crazy we didn't see that throw down with the two yeah. in the tunnel peculiar choice because have you seen Mindhunter? yeah like you know how they were like they've abandoned that show eh? it's not coming back um really yeah david fincher too busy um he's fincher right but like that was such a good show one of the things is fantastic um one of the things that they did i think throughout seasons one and two is they had these like cold opens or cold closes where they would just tease a man doing something disturbing and i think the audience is to, supposed to come to the conclusion that it's like the big bad and i think it was btk a mm-hmm. serial killer yep. um but like house of dragons has been like doing these like slow panning no dialogue shots of crab feeder is that his name mm. yep. um throughout the these first couple episodes and even this one and it makes him more menacing, and he's got this face or this mask that's like melted to his face, and all this peculiar stuff going on, makeup wise. And like, you're curious. You're like, you're like, okay, well, I don't think he's the big bad, but there's like something here. And they kind of opted to like give Damon like a suicide one man army charge, where he would then wins a one on one, and he comes out clearly like tired. Like it looked like a hell of a fight. So why didn't you show it? You know what I mean? if i wonder 
I think it would be cheap if like they showed like a flashback later. I don't think it's that kind of show. That would be a flashback. But like I don't know, it just it uh, it was definitely a weird choice. Like you said it perfectly, it was it was just a weird choice. Yeah, you know, because like I don't know, it, it just felt like an odd choice. But like you know, uh, nothing is uh, perfect. But that's probably like my biggest nitpick. But mm. you know, like the rest I was quite cool with. Um, God, I have some comparisons I want to make to Rings of Power, but we'll get to <laughs> I that. <know> <laughs> um you know what one weird choice is to me because i have to say man like um the way house of dragon looks is fantastic yeah like it looks beautiful like they are they have they have to be shooting practical 99.9 percent of the time i will put some kind of money or uh well money sounds scary i'll put something on this bet like they cg'd those crabs and i don't know why but I could tell the instant I saw them. Those are CG crabs. Yeah, I don't think you can, they can be getting real crabs doing that. Come that on, man. <laughs> um, but, like, don't even show... Like, like none of them were real. It was very weird to me. I was like, yeah, but, like... It, I don't oh, know. They're just going to bring on the crab wrangler? Yeah, come <laughs> like, on, man. Just get, get a crab guy you know, in a couple, of, Wait, a couple thousand crabs? Wait, you don't know a crab guy? <laughs> I have a crab guy I could have hooked him up with I yesterday. knew a crab guy. He got chopped in half this episode, so... <laughs> well, well put. But, um... Like why do the crab guy if you got to do CGI crabs make him like the make him like the trout trout man and then get a bunch oh of trout God. I don't know but uh that was <laughs> I just like the only things they're CGing regularly are the dragons and they have it so nailed like I'm sure there are nitpicks but like it man like the dragons are fantastic especially like you know and you know I think we've said this before not necessarily this show but like the dragons at night in dark scenes are total knockout like when Caraxes you know comes slamming down that first you know uh that first scene of like the conflict of like Damon kind of swooping down into that gully or whatever it is that cove and you know when he flattens the soldier you fart your prince Damon yo that was (laughs) that was such a sick moment yeah like that was uh, so Game of Thrones a song and fight like that was so poignant that was awesome I loved it it was funny it, it was, was like, funny you know and brutal. Like how, you were like how Game of Thrones was like oddly funny. Yeah. Know? And it was just like, oh, that's the moment. Like they needed they needed moments like this. Yeah, but, uh, 100%. Yeah, this episode, like it nailed so many cool things that like we're used to seeing. Like we got, you know, the introduction of the Lannisters this episode. And I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, that guy nailed it too. What? <laughs> he was channeling <laughs> Peter Dinklage's performance. Like maybe yeah. just a touch too much, but it worked for me. Well, that's, that's the thing too. Like I didn't realize you know i didn't realize who that character was i knew he was a lannister of some sort but like we, we ha- hadn't really had a name yet because we because there's a set of twins we had see, seen mm-hmm. the other one previously but i remember last week you know Devin and i were talking of like the show kind of needs a Tyrion. like it's a little dry you know yeah. kind of need that you know introspective character you know throws in the laughs mm-hmm. and then we get him for two seconds and i was like oh this might be the guy and then you hear him talk for another minute you're like that's not the guy <laughs> you know it's funny yeah. it was kind of like a fun he's not your switch. hero yeah it was uh no I, I i enjoyed this episode a lot yeah it's like it's funny right because you doubt people doubt myself included spin-offs and the idea of like same universe stuff and it's like does everything have to be a universe and in this case like i don't know this is this is working for me like i know we're three episodes mm-hmm. in and you know will we say the same thing if we're five seasons in in a few years and it's like feels exhausting and like it won't end Mm. um who knows but like right now the nostalgia they are leveraging it like really deftly 
Um, you know all the houses. You're like, oh, right, he's a Lannister. Oh, he's a twin that runs in the family. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you know this cool trivia. And you know where all these characters, their ancestors end up. And it's like you're in on the same bit with everybody watching. It's it's a really big communal show, just the way that the same way Game of Thrones was. I see after shows popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really cool to have it back on the air. Yes, sir. All right. Rings of Power. Yeah. Rings of Power. Okay. So I didn't watch. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you imagine. So they put out um, two episodes, double pilot, double fingers. Um, I'll let you go first. What'd you think in like a couple words? Nothing too crazy. I just want to take your temperature here. This is what Kenobi should have been. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I really, I, it was, it was the kind of like stepping back in. Uh, it definitely felt more Lord of the Rings than The Hobbit, which I think everyone's worry was. Yep, I, I agree with that. Take, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. What about you? Um, I. I thought they did a good job of, like, again, you know, I said we would reference Game of Thrones or House of Hot D while we talk about this. They did, they've done a similar thing, especially in the pilot, dude. I think, I think their pilot was so good, mm-hmm. um, where they're leveraging some nostalgia, but it's a lot to a much less significant degree that Hot D is doing, right? Mm-hmm. They're, because, like, in Hot D, the, the names are all the same. The sets are even the same. This is, like, literally in a distant universe. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, you know a couple people, and you know Galadriel, but, like, it just feels different, but the same. I don't know. Um, different but same. Is it different but same, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that... It looks fantastic. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. It looks it's expensive. <laughs> um <laughs> If the stranger, this guy, yeah. is giving me like hugely significant Diablo three vibes. Oh, for sure! Like friggin' uh, what's his name? Tyrael falling out of the Tyrael. sky. Yeah, like he's I literally know. a comet that falls out of the sky, and he doesn't know who he is. So good. Um. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and well, I don't know. I just that's the thing because I know <clears throat> I I also I do not understand what the controversy is with the show right now and I know like that's kind of like a big top yeah. of Amazon kind of like locking out you know the troll review yeah we should that. talk about that I thought I think the show is incredibly cast I remember when they made the announcement it was like oh that's like a bunch of nobodies you know I say that like I'm not an actor there but like no, it's it was funny just, though like, there's a lot of completely unfamiliar faces and you know Hot D had a similar situation for the most part so did Game um, of Thrones right. Like, I mean, other, I, I guess, like, yeah. if you think about yeah. the star, I mean, obviously they had Sean Bean and they had all these classically trained actors, like, but like the young guys, Rob Stark, Jon Snow, Egrid, very early in their careers. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, it was, you're just kind of unsure, like, you don't really know, like, there's no real major player in this show so mm-hmm. far. There's only one person, I, two people I recognized um, at all, uh, so it was it's completely fresh faces, but... You know, it was the worry of, like, you know, the Wheel of Time. It was way too squeaky clean. And it just, it, you know, it was like a fantasy show. Again, I only watched one episode. But, it like, you know, it, it, they clearly weren't. Wait, you only watched one? Worlds. Wheel of Time? Oh, Wheel of Time. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In contrast, which is the yes. other Amazon fantasy yes, show. Yes, right? yes, so, yes, 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 um, But this was, like, it's dirty when it needs to be dirty. It's clean when it needs to be clean. It's ultra clean when it needs to be ultra clean. You know, like, it, it really, 
it really does a good job at like how Tolkien's world is, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's the serenity, you know, parts of the world and, you know, the, there's high magic and low magic. It's, it really, like it nails the tone like really, really well. Yeah. And I think the performances are great. The girl, whoever plays... Galadriel? Like, well, her. Like she's, she's fantastic. But the standout for me was the... The act, the actress who plays uh, the Harfoot, like Nori. Oh yeah, she like like all the Stranger stuff. Like I don't know what it is. I was like, man, they nailed the Hobbits again. Like it's, yeah. it's it, it, the same vibe as when you see, you know, like Sam and Frodo on the screen together. Just like kind of like their chemistry and it's quirky and it's fun, but like you know they can be emotional and serious at the same. Like they nailed it. I was like fucking a. Like I, I'm always down for more Hobbit stuff. You know. In this instance, Harfoot. But I, I really like these episodes and fucking scary. Like the 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 moments where they had orcs and you know the the callbacks. Like it was like you know it's they, it's practical when it needs to be practical, which is what we wanted, right? So. They do a couple tricks um, in the pilot, and I'm sure they'll continue to do them throughout the series. But like they do a couple shot callbacks. I'm sure you pick them up um, of like in episode one, for example. I think Galadriel and Co have to kill a like snow troll yep and they do the same shots as lord of the rings 3 does where frodo's walking down a corridor and just outside of the viewers peripherals like above frodo's shoulders it shows shelob skittering around and Mm. you sort of see her before you see her and they do the same thing with the snow troll like almost shot for shot where like the snow troll is above them and you can't and they don't know it yet and anyway, I was just like, that is fucking cool. Because there's no way that was an act. Like, they just did little things like that. Like, these little tips yep. of the cap that I really enjoyed. Little fan, ser- little fan service moments. Nuance, you know, still yeah. serves a story. Only, like, you have to be kind of really on your toes to catch it. Um, like, you mentioned, like, they really captured the world. Um, I, I certainly agree with that. I've only read the one book. Um, but, like, I think their challenge... Now we can... Let's compare it a little bit to Hot D... is you know because they're side by side and we talked about how great hot d looks i think the uphill battle that rings of power has is because it's a like tolkien's universe is a little bit more of a mythological fantastical it's an epic fantasy epic fantasy environment versus like um a Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones universe, is mostly Middle Earth, or it's mostly like it's medieval, medieval with like brushstrokes of magic. Like there, there are dragons in otherwise normal environments. It's low fantasy versus high fantasy. Yes, you know, the world is like ninety percent standard fare. You know, in in Game of Thrones, and there's elements of magic in the world, but it's an oddity. That's because that's the interesting thing too. Like even in Lord of the Rings, like as high fantasy as it is, it's it's kind of more middle fantasy because like the majority of the common folk, like you know, magic scares the shit out of them because it's not around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We don't even like, even, yeah. even in the time frame we're in, like all the real magical stuff was even further back than like how further back we've already gone yeah. in this show. So it's, it's kind of interesting, but no, I think it's, it's apples and oranges. And I think to compare them, like, Oh, but they will. <laughs> like, and they will. And people are trying, Oh my God, people are, <sighs> it, it's funny. Cause you and I, we have this outlet, you know, you and I talk and we have our opinions and we have know, each other. I, we, we have each other and you know, the positivity is important. And you know, we'll strike down if we want to strike down something, but the absolute vitriol, <laughs> on this show oh, yeah. is 
unseat like I, i've never seen anything like it so okay. elon musk it's, just said uh oh, gives a fuck with that guy tolkien say, would be rolling in his grave my, oh, god. my god strong words <sighs> i don't know it's uh two episodes in i liked it i'm gonna continue to watch yeah i really liked it um i yeah i think we're eating really good you know in a um perfect world i would say i would take one of these in the summer and one in the winter just so that i had more like you know this stuff just doesn't roll around as much i would have preferred this in the winter honestly yeah i probably would have cozier i I, yeah yeah. i'm I'm excited to just learn more you know what i mean this isn't Mm -hmm. actually the show i really thought it would be so far not in a bad way um they they let they didn't give us a lot in terms of what the show is actually going to focus on, or at least I didn't go looking for that information. So like the, I just, I think the pilot was so good, man. Like the yeah. pilot is what absolutely hooked me. Absolutely. The, the nice thing is too, I'm glad it, you know, and I wouldn't normally say this, but I think when there's too many plot lines, like Game of Thrones, you know, we were talking last week, how like in an episode, they were trying to cover six storylines. And, you know, we'd get, like, 10 minutes apart with each one, and then the episode would be done, and then, you know, we kind of, like, yep. pick up again next week. And I think we're getting, you know, funny enough, you know, Rings of Power is more that than Hot D is, you know, in, you know, considering, like, you know, one is kind of born from the other. But I'm okay. I really like all the stories they presented to us. Like, they have, like, the four main storylines, you know, the they have the Gladriel and um, uh, whatever that, you know, the, the ocean stuff right now, and then mm-hmm. we have... You know, Nori and Poppy and the Stranger. We have, uh, I guess it's what, Elrond, which completely caught me off guard. I'll say that. And, the you know, young Elrond? Yeah. They That's made a choice. Ned, eh? huh? That's young Ned from Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. Yeah. We were watching it. I was like, how do we know that guy? And Devin's like, I don't know. So I'm funny. like, oh, that's young Ned. <laughs> but they, but uh, um, yeah, I, I just like all the storylines so far. I just found that Galadriel's younger, the actor playing her now, really looks like she ages up to, uh, who plays her mm. in the movies? Is it Kate Blanchett? Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Like, that works for me. I saw this guy as Elrond. I was like, wait, what? So, I agree. I think visually, there's not much comparison. But he nails, like you know the intonation and the yeah. tone and the the flow of speaking like the second i took one look at him you hear his name you look to him you're like the fuck and then you hear him talk you're like i'll live with it like yeah <laughs> you know, all like, right. that's good yeah <laughs> but, uh, fair enough yeah um yeah i'm enjoying it when when do these episodes drop fridays god they couldn't have hit us with a wednesday or something huh well, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do um all right I, I mean i'll take it so do you like you know do we choose one over the other do you like one of these fantasy shows more than the other do you do we power rank them do we just say we're along for the ride for both what what are your thoughts i am along for the ride for both mm-hmm. i will say it's hard to compare because just based on like yours and mine's preferred viewing habits are you know i think you and i like the week to week we like to sit with it for a week yeah mull it over especially shows this long I don't like, and this is an Amazon thing. They do it with the boys. They do it with this. Like they drop those first, like two or three, and you got to kind of take them all at once. And mm-hmm. I would have much preferred, you know, brings power week to week, like right off the bat to yeah. like really. It kind of felt like too much. Like I, I have to rewatch them because there's just so, it's so visually striking, and they're fitting so much more in because it is more CG. Obviously, like it's you know CG overload, but it's good. You know, there's, I have no issues with that. But it definitely like. 
the time in between these two episodes would have been much preferred. But um, I'm Lord of the Rings Agreed. guy. I like Game of Agreed. Thrones, but I fucking love that world. And these episodes, I was just, we were just drooling. I was like, this is so nice. You know, like, I feel like a kid again. Watching was this. the uh, wife down with it? She was very down with it. She yeah. really liked it. Yeah. True say. Yeah. Right. Sam watching Sam into Lord of the Rings? She's watching both, yeah. Um, I think she puts House of Dragons above um, Rings of Power right now. I, you know, Rings of Power doesn't have the benefit of having, like, I think maybe just the recency that Game of Thrones and uh, Hot D have. So, like, it really feels like they spent a lot of time on on setup. I just, I want to be four episodes into the show, like, yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I want to binge Rings of Power a little bit more than I do Hot D right now. Mm. I want to know where it's going a little yeah, bit more. They have my curiosity more. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. That was that was the fantasy segment of this podcast. Back I mean, that wasn't bad, right? That wasn't, yeah. Mm. Okay. Mob Psycho, Grant. Mm. I'm not going to talk about this for, for long. Um, but I finished season two. Okay. And it's like probably in my top ten. <laughs> boy. I told I knew... I'm so glad you're that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has some of the best action anime in some sequences that I've ever seen. It hits so many classic anime tropes with like these perfect little twists on them that make them kind of like self-referential, kind of One Punch Manny. I think you said the guy that did this did One Punch Man as well, right? Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Um, the relationships, like I remember you telling me years ago, or maybe yeah, years ago, about like um we have or, or that you, you the character relationships hit really hard and i don't know if it was like the animation aesthetic or what but like i just had a hard time believing that after watching like two episodes of this show i was like yeah i don't know like this this seems so goofy that like it's going to be hard for me to you know take seriously or get attached in any way but by the end of like season two um these relationships between mob and Dimple and Reagan are so um, mature and they've all gone through so much and they've all had like their own arc mm-hmm. at this point that it's it's very, very satisfying. Um, I got to say what the teleporter fight scene, it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, in season two is like one of the best <laughs> in the entire series and like in a lot of anime that I've seen. It's fantastic. Dialed like just absolutely dialed to 11 like that yeah. that last four episodes i think of season two are just like balls to the walls insane. yeah it's so good so um so there's an ova do i watch that or is that like um, a prologue or no i think there i think one is filler it's kind of just like kind of uh i think it's it was something they skipped over in the manga. It's kind of like it's almost like a filler moment in the manga, I mm. believe. But it's it's it all kind of fits together, I believe, because I think there might be two of them. Um, yeah. Okay. I had to find one outside of Crunchyroll. Um, okay. To, There's one on Crunchyroll. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is. But I think on the whole, Mob Psycho is like a beautifully poignant, wholesome story about character growth and about how people need one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been very happy with season two being it, calling that a series finale. So I'm remarkably curious about what they do in season three, but I thought it, it had a really strong ending and it's definitely in my top 10, like I said. 
Classic case, so you don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> no, it, it really is. And I also, I don't know who it was. Someone, or maybe it was like the community or something. Someone somewhere put it in my head that like Mob Psycho season two had like the same problems as like One Punch Man season two or something like that. It like really fell off a cliff. I don't know who said that, but it also, that put like a good delay on me watching this thing. Mm. Um if anything, it's better than season. Two. I would, I would definitely put it above season one. Um, what they go through, like they, they really nailed pacing this season. Like they do, they like front load a lot of growth stuff and like drama, and like that back half man just hits so different. Like, ugh, so good, so 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 good. What a recommendation! I'm so excited for season. Like it, you know, there's. You know, you and I have been talking for weeks now, like how crazy this fall season is going to be. And there's so many shows, recurring shows, shows that you you and I both like equally love. And literally all I can think about is Mob Psycho season three. It's, I just, you know, I don't think it's going to be bad. Like, because, you know, if anything, like it's the same studio, it's the same team, all the, like, it's just the same, you know, strike forces coming in to do that again. So I'm, I'm fucking ready. It's, it's, uh. Where I'm, I am almost certain we'll be we'll be talking about it week to week for sure. It's because um, that's the thing, like, you know, it, it's not like my hero, or it's not even like Licorice Recoil. Like they really try to have these moments, like it's action, it's all this and that, but they really have the character development and they put the time into all that. So there's there's a lot to talk about to, mm. for that. Yeah, know, man, uh, we'll be tuned in. Like it's right around the corner, right? A month, we, literally a month. Yeah, uh, we we uh, so it's like this perfect little break, and then I'll jump right into it. Um, all right, man. Over to you. So I was able to check out some uh, fun little um, prologue episode mm. uh, of something this weekend. So there's a new Mobile Suit Gundam show coming out uh, in October as well. Um, and a couple of weeks back, the at some event of some sort, they as like a teaser, they had this prologue episode, like kind of to tee up this new series. And it, they put it up on their YouTube this weekend, so you can watch the first episode, like the prologue episode. So it's Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Um, and Dave, if you've never watched a Gundam show before, I think you need to give this a watch because this is Gundam. So like we could do a whole podcast on Gundam. It's so intimidating, Grant. Like I watched one when I was a kid Yeah. and recently I tried to go find it and I was like, there's 30 of these shows. Like, how am I going to know? There's like timelines. Like I think like a bunch of them are like their own thing. They're not like technically, it's not even, they're not canon. There's just like, there's the one timeline. And there's shows that are sequels, like, within that timeline. And I think this is, this show is the next Gundam, like, in that main timeline. This is, like, the next sequel. So, like, it kind of fits into the, like, the existing ecosystem, but you can jump in blind. Um, I watched one years ago. I think it was the one that preceded this, uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Okay. Which was pretty good. There's, like, two seasons. That was really good. I think that was kind of, like, when I really started getting back into anime. That was the show. I was like, oh, man, like, I loved, you know, Gundam Wing growing up. Let's just watch this and ended up watching it like week to week. Um, phenomenal show. And uh, this is just that. So, like, the political stuff, it, it was kind of hard to follow at, mm-hmm. at points um, because if you really like, again, we were talking about uh, socio political thrillers earlier. Like, this is like in spades. Like, they're, you know, Earth versus the spacists and like all this stuff. And, you know, there's one, one group doesn't want the other society having this advanced technology and there it's like eco, like eco terrorism. Like they really, it's an incredibly strong pilot because there's so much convoluted plot 
in there, but they kind of take the time with it. And you know all the players, and you know why all the people are kind of combating one another. And then they just, like, end the episode with a fucking awesome-ass space battle with, you know, mechs. It's, like, space mechs. It's it's awesome. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good. And, um... Why are mechs so popular in anime? And Anyway... Robots are does for some of the swords, you know? And like, like uh, I know the answer immediately. <laughs> you know, you just want uh... freaking sharks with freaking <laughs> laser beams attached to their head. Like you, you had like you had that one cocked and ready. You're like, uh, uh stupid question. Lasers. Yeah, no, it's it's really, really good. Um so it, but it's like nice too because, you know, whether this was intentional or not, you know, again, the fall season is gonna be absolutely insane. Like to have a like a single prologue episode, a tee up of a show of like oh like well I can I need to make time for this because I really like this Ugh. so I know going forward, you know there's gonna be something good at the other end so like it kind of gets all the it gets all like the busyness out of the way right like, it's not it has to compete as much because maybe some people can see it and it's just, it's up on YouTube dubbed and everything oh, really? or subbed and everything like it's, it was ready to go God, you're giving like, me anxiety just thinking about the fall tv season no i know i know vivian <clears throat> vivian you know uh you know God bless you. She, you know she had sent a list i added all you know the stuff that i was missing to my master list next Ugh. week you know hopefully i have something for us to do a breakdown but we're <laughs> looking at like six or eight shows Will like per you? week <laughs> it's, it's insane this is gonna be like the hall of fame the hall of fame season yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a divorce. I think just so I have time. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I recommend people check out the Wish for Mercury. It was really fun. The characters were good, um, and I kind of like what they're doing with. Um, it's not quite like '86, but they're like there's some like they're kind of leaning into the suits this time are kind of AI powered. Like there's mm. a link between the person in the suit and the suit itself. Um, so, you know, I don't know how original that is to the, the Gundam universe, but it, it seemed, it definitely wasn't something that I recognized mm. and they're really, uh, and the political stuff is like really cool. You can tell people are like trying to, you know, claim something as one thing when it's not just to get their way politically and kind of have like nations behind them. It's, it's very, very heady and, but it was, di- it was digestible and you just, you know, they didn't throw too much at you at one time and mm, introduce like key players. Stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, I think, I think you would dig it. Really, yeah. even if it even if it wasn't like, you know, mechs in space, I think mm. if it was just the political stuff and it was just like fighting over, it reminded me of Vivi in a lot of ways actually. That's um, one way to get my attention. Yeah, and but like you know the way people are talking to each other, like you know, there's scenes of family a family together, and I was like, oh, that's how a family talks with one another. It's mm-hmm. not like weird and like you know tropey. So it's you know for for a show that I'm sure a lot of tropes can kind of take place, there was kind of none to be seen. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I mean, well, that's a good sign, right? When like mm-hmm. they have the opportunities, but they don't take them when it yeah. like to cringe stuff. Um, God, Grant, there's so much news. I know. Like I don't even know where to start here. Le- okay, well, let's here. let's bundle the fantasy stuff. There's a lot of news, and like we we alluded to it earlier, like hot takes around these shows right um one of them one of the this is actually a significant piece of news house of dragon co-showrunner miguel sapochnik has left the show um but that's specifically because sapochnik's exit comes just as he signed a new deal with hbo so like presumably he's just gonna go work on other shit with hbo well there is there's a quote from him i think saying yeah i've spent three years of my life getting the show off the ground i'd like to see my family (laughs) Yeah, and yeah. 
Um, so I didn't know he was actually co-show running. Um, but he, you know, for like for the listener, if you're not, if that name rings a bell, it's because he's directed a number of uh, the Game of Thrones episodes, like some of the biggest ones. Um, my favorite one that he did was Hard Home in like season six. That was a fantastic episode. But he also directed The Long Night. Um, that was the finale? Or that, the one before the that was not, that was like early season eight. It's the one that was, everybody complained about being too dark when they kill the Night King. Like, oh, yes. it was that one. Um, but like he d- directed some of like their biggest episodes. Uh, no, no two ways about it. So I didn't know he was even involved. So, you know. Um, did you know that HBO put the entire pilot of Hot D on, for free out on YouTube? No, I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I thought I thought that was like Yeah, I thought that was like interesting for them to do cuz of like their whole home box office branding and I think it just sort of goes to show that the medium is kind of changing, right? Well, I think that pilot kind of speaks for itself, so to get mm-hmm. as easily readable or you know, uh, you know, accessible to more people, I think, you know, get more people on, on the train, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last one on fantasy then I'm going to throw it to you. Um Rings of Power. This is, you know, like, I don't love metrics uh, specifically for this reason sometimes. Like, how exactly are you counting these? But the headline is, Rings of Power does 25 million views of its two-episode premiere within 24 hours. It's insane. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that speaks for itself. It's also popular, seemingly, depending on how who's counting what. Could have maybe beat Hot D in terms of numbers, but very interesting. So, do you think, do you think this is like Amazon being front street with these numbers? Because like you know, Netflix has been known to like grossly, you know, exaggerate a lot of their viewership. You know, like first hour, like they'll say you know, ten minutes counts as a full view kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, let me put it this way: I'm sure that there's a version of this statement that is true. Sure. Like, you know, but like, what does twenty five million views mean? Are the is it twenty five million? unique views is it the mm. same 12 and a half million people watching episodes one and two just stacked on top of each other yeah is it 25 you know what i mean is it 25 million unique ips or actual watch sessions or partial watch like i don't know but i'm sure there's a version of this statement that is true i just don't that you know i looked around a little bit but i couldn't find the details but like at when we get around this number like clearly each episode has done over 10 million let's say you know we're probably like we probably don't need to chase this too much further like i think it's clearly popular i can see that it's popular let's just see how the rest of this getting to season two so (laughs) yeah let's let's see how this uh the rest of this plays out um dave you want to hear a funny quote out of uh the dc universe yeah i mean i don't think i think the dc universe is mostly known for being ridiculed okay so not for critical acclaim I've been laughing at this quote since since we saw it this week. So, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, uh, I think he's one of the villains of the Aquaman franchise. Mm. Um, he threw some shade this week, uh, saying... <laughs> I tried to read the quote, I can't laugh. Everything should be about getting to the truth, uh, but sometimes you got to know which movie or genre you're in. Uh, something like Aquaman, that's clown work. Aquaman is not the trial of Chicago 7. You have to get over yourself. Dave, this is gold. <laughs> Whether this is like context and chopped up or whatever it is, I fucking love this quote. It's just like, yeah, I was in the trial. It was like the yeah. best humble brag in the world. Like, A, I'm getting money for this movie, and B, uh-huh. I've been in better movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in the Chicago 7, right? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, that movie oh. was slaps. Yeah. Um, 
That's such a good quote. <laughs> it's nuts to me that someone inside the universe is the one saying that. Um, it, it's a, it's an absolute mess. Like today, like I don't think we have this in here, but like today, uh, I, I don't recall the guy's name, but they almost had like their their Kevin Feige hired mm. for the DC to kind of like you know sort everything out. They're just now figuring out they need someone to do that. <laughs> and apparently, like the guy was quoted as like, "This is my dream. I've wanted to do this job forever. Like I wanted to be like the arbiter of these, like the arbiter storyteller for this sure. universe." And he passed on it. Like it probably there's probably so much going on. All like the the discovery hbo max stuff that's going on right now but, uh, um, I, uh, and on top aquaman got pushed nine months so i think it's christmas next year now christmas 2023 yeah. aquaman too like i i'm about that like i'm seeing they're bringing back batfleck reportedly they're maybe right now amber heard like i thought this movie was in the can or or close to it so i, I don't know what the hell's going on it clearly it's a mess over there. clearly it's a mess um but dc fans were not trying to dunk on you I'll say this, you know, they've done one thing right, Grant. You have to, you've got to get over yourself, guys. You get One, get over yourselves. <laughs> Two, you have, they do have one feather in their cap that they, they, and I believe this, that they can throw against our, the, all the Marvel Studio stands. You can say, we have the best something, and they have the best superhero show. Peacemaker, oh, Peacemaker. is by far. Peacemaker is by far better than any Disney Plus show. One of the best shows I watched this year. Yeah. And last year. It yeah. was tremendous. Tremendous. It tremendous. It's it's uh, it's so funny and it's such a shame that like anytime you think of a good DC property, you can't be like, oh see, the DCU isn't bad, because it's like everything good is outside of the DCU. Yeah. Everything good. What are you gonna do? Yeah, too many cooks. And uh, cooks. I, I guess just, you know, a little bit of, you know, warm, you know, way to kind of wrap off the news for there. Brendan Fraser got a huge standing ovation this weekend. Yes. Um, is it Tell Your Ride? Was it I'm not sure what music or uh, movie festival it was, but it was set, yeah. I love Brendan Fraser. He was like one of like the actors of our youth. You know, the Mummy, the Mummy, George of the Jungle. Like, I'll never you know, turn I, off the Mummy if it's on TV. Uh, Encino Man. I, I don't know why I watched that. I used to watch Encino Man all the mm. time. Paulie Shore is such a good fucking movie. Anyways, Brendan Fraser, glad to have you back, man. I yeah. I would love to see this movie with you. The Whale. Yeah, he apparently really went for it in this one, and like you know. I don't know all the details, so I don't like do it as disservice and like regurgitate something that I half read. But I just know that he's been out of the public eye and out of Hollywood for quite a while, and he had like a pretty rough time um, with like there was some black, um, like he was blacklisted. Yeah, but he was like also sexually assaulted, and it was due to like him like speaking out on it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm th- like. That's what yeah. I was alluding to is I think like there was some pretty messed up stuff that happened to him, and it was not his absence has nothing to do with him not being a capable actor. And uh, for him to get a standing O at a festival for like six straight minutes or something, and seeing him tear up about it was pretty cool. So it's good to see that he's back and that he's out there. By all reports, he's a total G too. Like goes to all the oh, festivals, yeah. meets people um nice stand-up guy so yeah i I would see that in theaters he was in um i we had talked about it earlier this year um the the most recent steven soderbergh movie no sudden moves he had like a bit part in that movie he kind of played like the middleman between like the you know the antagonist and like you know the main characters and he was so menacing like he he played the ultimate like he's clearly a gangster but like he's uh he's supposed to look like a a white collar guy Mm -hmm. but he's like the muscle being sent to like you know essentially assigned the task. I was like, holy Interesting. shit. Like he, he's so terrifying in all the scenes that he was in. I was like, good for you, man. Yeah. No, fucking Brendan Fraser. I 
I, I really hope he has a huge comeback and he's just in a ton of things. Yeah, man. He, he has one of, just one of the best faces, I think. Like, he just, you know, emotionally and he does comedy. and act, Like, he, he did action back in the day. Like, goddamn. He's a homie. Absolute. Absolute. Um, all right, that wraps up the news feed. I have, like, one or two quick things I want to mention. Sure. And then we can get back. And then we can wrap up, Grant, on the Q&A. The Q&A is back this week. Submit your questions. And also, follow us on Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast. On uh, Mondays, we put up the Q&A, and you can submit them there. Um, but first, I want to talk about FLCL slash Fooly Yeah, You're all done. All six? Finished it. It only took like six weeks to watch six episodes. <laughs> okay. Um, how, how far are you? I still have to rewatch the pilot. <laughs> Okay, so that's fine. So I'm not going to mention anything plot-related, but I will say this. So I finished it. I think this. This is what I think. I'm going to try and monologue this. I'm going to freehand this. Okay. I think Fooly Cooly is a fun, um, light, coming-of-age story, like so many anime. Uh, But it's a short story filled with a lot of not-so-subtle innuendo about growing up and puberty and sexuality and all that stuff. Um... But more than that, it's like a fun summer watch. It's, you know, if you're like a binge person, like Grant and I, like it's fair to say, Grant, like you've binged stuff, I binge stuff occasionally, mm-hmm. but like we like to be like kind of typically week to week people. Like, sure. it, you know, a good example is Hot D and, and Rings of Power. But like this is like a great long weekend binge. And that's like what I did. I wrapped it up on the long weekend. Um, or like if you need a bit of a pick me up or like it's a really fun summer watch, I would say. It's more absurd. Mm-hmm. Then it is abstract. Like, there is a story here that is trackable. <laughs> mm. But it's, like, it's more... I think it's, like, they're trying to hone in on the pace of, like, how crazy it is to grow up, I think. That's what I'm taking away from it. Um, I don't know. Definitely not my kind of show. But I'm glad I watched it. You know what I mean? Like, more mm. often than I would admit, like, that the show left me, like, smiling like kind of an idiot on the couch. Um, by far though, Grant, the biggest and absolute most significant standout to me is the music. They, they nailed it. Like, you know, I don't know, like we're both suckers for needle drops and sound drive and stuff like that. But like, I can't like, let's say I give the show like a seven or seven and a half or an eight or something. Like literally half of that is because I love the music. Yeah. It's from the one episode alone that I watched. I was like, this is. The intention from the get go was uh, was the just the audio all around this project. It's yeah. awesome. I still think about that closing song from the one episode I watched. It's, you know, it's yeah, awesome. they yeah, like it's just it just feels so angsty and teeny. Like they definitely they captured something there, and like it didn't hit me like whack me over the head like the way let's say Sunny Boy or Ava did. But like sure. I can I see how it did that for some people. Does that make sense? I can look at that like six episode experience and be like, oh, this clearly would have like impacted a lot of people, especially depending on when they watched it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's important too, I guess. Probably, you know, came out early 2000s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s. So it's like, you know, probably just missed it. Yeah. So anyway, I I would say you should, you should, you know, one day, a long weekend, or if you like need a binge, six episodes is so easy. I've got this glorious holiday coming up next week there and so much. So much good shit's gonna get watched. Fully <laughs> nice. on the top of that list. All right, uh, you. Uh, I see you finished up the girl from the other side. Yes. Um, 
my review is sounds you know no shocker unfortunately it sounds a lot like yours so like the girl from the other side i don't know i think it was a mistake for them to release that in three parts on crunchyroll they should have marketed that as a movie it's a movie um it's one of the most gorgeously animated movies i've ever seen it's so different mm-hmm. and contained and concise the ending though you know you know what i was getting at yeah um i would say it's deep and abstract and you know i'm i we could chase down some meaning there like i think there is meaning that i can pull out of it but it's definitely meant to be a little weird mm-hmm. um i don't know like i'm kind of torn on this one the sound design again we have to mention mm-hmm. top tier um really fantastic movie i really like it and i would recommend it but there is like a butt coming sure and I think the butt to me is like, I saw the trailer for this and like the marketing, this movie was just not marketed well or handled well. Like, I don't mm. think it was clear. It wasn't clear that it was a movie and that only confused things more when they broke it into three parts. Mm. And the, I know this is a manga that is longer than this. And like, this just would have been a good show. I get that pro- that probably wasn't feasible because they did this with like an experimental anime style. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is just a fun world that I would have liked to spend more time in and have more time with the characters to better understand their relationship and, like, the lore surrounding the the story. But I also get that, like, they were going for something kind of specific and, like, they wanted it to be a bit ambiguous. Mm. So they certainly achieved that. But I don't know if that was the best for like the best version of this story does that make sense 100 percent. like you when you had mentioned last week that this was like meant as an exercise for new like animation styles and techniques yeah it just kind of completely like cleared it up of like oh it doesn't matter what this is Mm -hmm. like this is not like a true and full adaption of of something this is you know trying to make something good with you know like this you know it's taking a swing at something that like is a known quantity you know obviously like apparently the manga is quite popular mm-hmm. um it, it might be a little niche but i think it's popular mm-hmm. um, so it, it's like i said last like whatever the story ended up being whether they nailed that or not i don't think that matters i think they were there visually in the presentation and everything else was just nice you know extra if you know what i mean so it's yeah i, I you know it sounds like you know a little contrarian to what we've said before about movies you know like you, you kind of want like a full package but i think just based on what we know i don't think it matters i think just enjoy it for what it is yeah but, uh, it's uh, i don't think you need to look too deeply into it if you want to there's something there like you said but i think i i, I do recommend it. it's beautiful it's stunning yeah i mean if you're an anime fan listening to this like looking for like a bottled something to watch on an afternoon or any afternoon like this is an easy easy recommendation you know what i mean if you're just looking for something to watch that like doesn't require investment you can just enjoy flick this yeah. on like this it's art you'll you'll like it mm-hmm. all right time for the q a let's do it are you ready yes, I have, I, have you seen these questions well let's find out um first one from listener sam rooney um who would you cosplay as this is a very topical question as mm. comic-con is like making its rounds and uh just i don't know people cosplay i guess that's topical um i thought of this grant and i immediately knew my answer do you know yours yeah i know mine okay you go first it's funny because it's like the same answer from last week but i would totally do reiner fuck <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty yeah, good i could pull that or uh what's uh blank on his name there the uh 
Zeke. I could I could probably try and swing Zeke. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm basic. Uh, same show. Who do you think I picked? <laughs> Levi. Clearly. Like, <laughs> clearly. I was like, dude, I'm a petite little man. Yeah. With some bangs. <laughs> like, yeah. Clear. Yeah. Like easily Levi. Literally Eli, Levi. Every second of every day. Mm. Um, okay. That one was easy. Who would they, who would the, our counterparts be good as? Oh, Leanna would be Hanj, no doubt. Um, I would say Historia for Sam, oh, yeah. but she's, Historia is too giddy. You know what I mean? She's too happy all the time. You got to bring that energy down. Annie? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not going to like that. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> But dude, like it, like Annie's like a kickbox lady too, and she's always like, "It makes so much sense." <laughs> oh god. Uh, well, we'll see how high the price is to pay on that one. Um, <laughs> all right, from listener Leanna, must be a new one. Um, what is the one anime you were unsure about initially, but then, in, but then instantly fell in love with? So. So this is a good question. I th- I mm. thought about it. Was a tough this. one. It was a tough one. What do you got? So, it's it kind of fits into the criteria. It's the only one I genuinely like. My first answer was you know in this <clears throat> previous in the year when I kind of I'm just gonna start watching different types of shows like Dress Up Darling. Mm. Never would have you know not that I was like apprehensive. It was just there was a lot of smoke around it, and I fell in love with it. But that's not really what the question is being asked. But what I thought of was. Years and years ago, it's funny because we brought it, you brought it up earlier this episode. There was so much hype around One Punch Man. I hadn't heard, I hadn't seen a single frame. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it was about. It's just I was seeing and again, not not just on like you know elitist or um, uh, you know kind of uh, gatekeeping, but it was just, I was hearing it from outlets of like people like oh those people don't watch anime and there's just everyone was like oh One Punch Man, One Punch Man, One Punch Man. Yeah, it's true and though. I know. I know what you mean. When you get that was, recommendation yeah. outside of the bubble, it's like, what, what does this mean? Is this yeah. anyway? Go ahead. And then you know, I, I was just fuck it. I'm just gonna put it on, and I was like, oh, Dead Ringer. Like this is awesome. Like of course, you know. And, and and then I was able to appreciate. it. I was like, wow. I was kind of shocked of like this kind of broke the barrier. You know, I I found that very strange and still kind of stumps me to this day of like how. <laughs> I don't know what it really was. It kind of helped, like, you know, skyrocket to all these different... Yeah, because there, there's yeah, a lot of but, stuff yeah. like One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of that had that crossover. Was it was just so weird that Maybe that the was animation the quality? I don't know. The comedy, yes. tongue-in-cheek stuff. But, like, again, all of those things exist. Yep. So, no, I'll give you that. Um, good pick. You know, mine has recency bias. Um... At first, I was going to say Ava, and mm. like that doesn't feel right because I always knew it was a classic, but I couldn't get mm. into it. And even then, getting into it took quite a bit of time, so that doesn't count. Um, another rec for you guys that I don't think you'll like, but was kind of, was like my second choice was Code Geass. Mm. But the number one, clearly for me, was Moshiko Tensei. Yeah, oh, wow. Or Moshiko Tensei. Yeah. Like, yeah. that one... You know, you look at the trailer and like you read about the controversy and then they have a couple weird moments within even maybe just the pilot. I can't remember. But then like once you're in it, you're like, you're just sucked in. 
Yeah, you're like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> this is amazing. And you feel like a douche for saying that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I meant to... I, I checked out the uh, the OVA. The, um, like, the the side episode with the, the red-haired girl. I forget her name. Aerie, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Goblin Slayer that. episode. That was really good. I can't on, remember that's up on Crunchyroll if now. I did. It's, it's, like, in the middle of, like... Like, it's not a prologue to season two, right? No, it's literally... It's in the middle? Like, yeah, it's right in the middle where she just like, oh, I like, you know, I, um, I'm seeing a blank on the characters' names now. Um, the dude with the trident. The yeah, guy, yeah. He kind of like tells her like, no, Rejared. Yeah, do stuff on your own. And she goes just on that like, she go, it's essentially like her like fighting goblins for like an episode. That's awesome. But it's it's very very high quality. Like it, it, it they easily could have just like put that right in the season and no one would have batted an eye. They have a really they do really like when they go for it, they really go for it with animation. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yes, okay. Um last one from new listener. Haven't seen this one before from uh our friend Ali. Um there's about 13 one piece question related questions here, Grant. And I know what they I know what he's doing. <laughs> and I'm not going to entertain it. This is, again, this is the kind of bullying behavior I've come to expect from the One Piece community. <laughs> you toxic people. Gatekeeping anime. Here's what, here, like, like Grant, there's like, if you could eat one devil fruit, what would it be? Don't know what that is. What I do you think? gum fruit. It's the only one I can Yeah, see, I was going to say gum. What do you think the One Piece is? What do you think One Piece is? It's 100% an expired Starbucks gift card. Um, who has the most BDE <laughs> out of the characters in One Piece? definitely luffy to be clear the protagonist um oh, zoro i think i would say zoro from what i've seen yeah as a one piece fan who's your favorite villain i mean i'm just not far enough yet i would say yeah. zoro because he has like a vegeta arc he starts as a as like kind of a badass but he you can't call him he's a, villain. a villain yeah no, but he's, he's like a he's like this dark they're all pirates they're yeah all... i know you see what i'm saying i haven't seen oh, enough um yeah. so so here's what i did do though i'm watching some one piece now yeah so here so here's what i did do um currently there are a thousand twenty six episodes fuck i've watched three Mm. so i've built a couple of scenarios here i have 1023 episodes remaining at my rate if i watch two episodes per week assuming they stop releasing new episodes which Which i don't which they won't but let's say they did if i watch two episodes per week i will be caught up by June 22nd, not that bad, of 2032. Fuck. <laughs> if I watch three episodes per week, I'll be caught up by March 20th, 2029. So I will come back to these questions <laughs> in 2029, and we can talk about it then. God. Until so then. Much, it's so much fun. You will enjoy the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I still think... I still think, at the very least, we should watch one a week and just like have a thirty-minute segment at the beginning. Like we literally opened the pot, the post show with, "Yeah, you like that episode? Yeah, it was cool. I like when Luffy did the thing. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. All right, on to liquor's record. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not gonna cave from this pressure from the One Piece well, community. Well, we can put it. We can put a timeline. You know, the show's we're here to fight the good fight. Twenty thirty-two. So yes. So he, we're in for. He should a long come time. on the podcast. We'll have our one of our first guests. Just the second I wrap up One Piece. That invitation is good. You can take that to the bank. 
Um, I think we can leave that here. Thank you for your question. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you very much. Please submit again if you'd like to get on the podcast. Um, we, like I said, we put them up on uh, the Q and A's up on our Instagram at part time at part time otaku podcast on Instagram on Mondays. So follow us there. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, however you listen to podcasts. But that's I think that's pretty much it. Grant, is that it? That is it. Okay, you say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>